AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Chef, Chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Glio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic, Grio. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. Ahoy, my friend, and welcome aboard the Afro Tales Podcast, a ship that will carry us from location to location, exploring the tales that grew from the African diaspora in the Americas and the Caribbean. I am Amon Mazinga, your teller of yarns. As we head out, a particular yarn for each location will be spun. Come, sit with me, and enjoy this journey. Talipo. A long time ago, an old man lived alone in the deep, dark forest. That old man's cabin didn't have but one room. And that room was his living room, dining room, bedroom, parlor, and kitchen. At one end of the cabin, the old man had a great big old fireplace. And that's where he cooked himself something to eat. Well, one night, the old man getting a little low in his food, he fixed himself some fat back meat and with some cornmeal made hush puppies. He called his dogs. Hey, doggy. Hey, hey, hey. And fed them. The old man had three dogs. One was called, yeah, no. One was called, I know. And one was called, Come Tico Calico. He got up the old cornmeal stuff and stirred it around and gave it to the dogs so they'd have something to eat. He ate that fat back meat, but didn't have much. So he felt a little hungry still. But that's all he could have for the day. The old man built up his fire a little more and then sat back by the fireplace. The wind was blowing around that cabin, and just as the old man was about to doze off, a most curious looking critter crept about through a crack in the wall. It was funny looking. It had great big old bushy tail. The old man picked up his hatchet, crept by the fireplace all quiet like and said, one lick and cut off that creature's tail. But before he 
could raise his arm to see if he could kill that varmint. It had gone back out through the cracks in the wall in which it came. Now that old man was still home. So, he took that big long bushy tail, cleaned it, cooked it, and ate it. Then he went around the cabin and started sticking papers and rags and stuff in the hole so nothing else could get back in. Now, his stomach's all full and the cabin's all nice and warm with all the old holes filled in. The old man went to bed and before he knew it, he was fast asleep. Hadn't been asleep too long before he woke up. <coughs> Something was trying to get in. It was climbing up the wall. It sounded like a cat. Who's there? He listened and heard a sort of keen, whiny voice say, Daily Paul, I'm coming to get my Daily Oh, that old man was scared. He was just shivering and shaking. Then he remembered his dogs. So he jumped out of bed and ran to the door and flung it open. He said, Hey, doggy. Hey, hey, hey. The dogs came filing out from under the porch, their noses to the ground, and they chased that wild thing off into the forest. The old man, oh, he went back in the house, got back in bed, and went back to sleep. Long about midnight, the old man woke up again, allowed something trying to get in right above the cabin door. Who's there now? And what do you mean out there at this time of night? All oh, decent folks ought to be in bed right about now. He listened. And he heard that voice say, Telepool, Telepool, I'm coming to get my Telepool. Now that old man, he was right scared and was trembling like never before. Now he was too scared to get out of bed. So he just lay there and called his dogs from his bed saying, Hey, hey, doggy. Hey, uh, hey, hey. The dogs bounding off the porch. They caught up with that wild thing at the gate. Tore that whole fence down trying to get at it too. Then they chased it way back through the forest. Way, way down to the swamp. The old man now felt safe. So he went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
along toward morning. You know that darkest time of the night. Something from down in the swamp woke that old man. At first he thought it was the wind blowing. A little louder than usual. But he listened. And he heard that voice say. Oh, you know. I want my tally ball. I want my tally ball. The old man told him. Leave me alone. And called the dogs again. Hey, doggy. Hey, hey, hey. This time, the dogs didn't come. You know, I know. Tico Calico, hey doggies. Still, no dog. Oh, the old man, he was terrified at this point. He was shaking out of the bed and tiptoed across the floor. As he eased the door open and peeped out, All he could see was moonlight shining down on the torn down fence. He could hear the dogs bang lost from way, way back down by the swamp. That thing had led the dogs down just to get lost. Now the old man was all alone. He didn't know what to do. He went back into the cabin, pulled the door shut and locked it real good. He put a great big old wooden bar back up across the door. He went and got the old hatchet and put nails in the door. He knew nothing else to do, so he just lay across the bed and closed his eyes tight. He didn't go to sleep this time, no. Just closed his eyes as tight as he could. And just before daybreak, The old man opened his eyes. You know, the way you do when you know somebody's in the room with you. Someone or something was stirring among the pots and pans in the corner. Then it started coming to the bed. The old man picked up the cover and wrapped it around his head and shoulders real tight. And he started rocking back and forth. That thing started climbing up the cover at the foot of the bed. The old man held on tight to those covers and peeped over the foot of the bed. At first, he saw two long pointed ears. Then, The thing climbed a little bit higher. The old man peeped again and saw two big, red, fiery eyes staring at him. He pulled the cover over his head. He couldn't bear to look at that thing. It just kept climbing over the bed and climbing. And then it started climbing right up beside the old man. Then it got right beside the old man's head. It whispered in the old man's ear. You know, 
and I know uh, that I'm here for my daily pool. Oh, that old man was scared. He tried to get his voice back. He got his voice back and said, I, I ain't got your daily pool. Yes, and he jumped on the old man and scratched everything to pieces. Some folks say he got his daily pole. Now, there's nothing left of the old man's cabin, though. In the deep, dark forest. Well, nothing except the chimney. Folks who live in the valley say that when the moon shines bright, and the wind blows back down in the valley, you can hear that voice say, Teleport, teleport. Now, I got my teleport. And the voice dies away in the valley. The end. Well, my friends, that was an interesting story. Tally Poe. Um, I want to confess something. Initially, I said Tally Poe. I have no idea why, but I was calling it Tally Poe when I was first reading it. So it's Tally Poe. And right off the bat, I do have a question as to the name Tally Poe. That's just what the creature called its tail. He wanted his taily pole. Um, but what is the actual creature called? If you are from the Appalachian area, please, please contact me and let me know what the actual creature is called. Or is it just called taily pole? Because that's what it called out. Um, I would love to know. But nonetheless, um, I guess the, the story is really trying to tell you, don't do things to other people or other creatures. I really feel like this is more of a tale about wildlife and about the creatures of the night and the creatures that live in the forest and in nature. If you don't know what it is, just don't go chopping at it. Just don't go attacking it because it could be Teddy Bow. <laughs> um, don't do that. Don't go after stuff that that isn't bothering you. Um, he wasn't bothering the old man. Scared him. Yeah, sure. Um, and I understand we do things when we're hungry or scared or nervous or alone that we don't always do when we're, you know, not feeling those things. So this, uh, it was interesting to say the least. The dogs were just lost and it shows that this cryptid, uh, this ghost, this demon, whatever it is, is intelligent is very intelligent and is no one to play with you know what i'm saying so if you want to cross the tailpole if you see a long t- 
tailed creature of any sort and they are out there real and of course um, in lore leave it alone all right um, that's all I really have for you today <laughs> it's not much but um, definitely leave these creatures alone leave cryptids alone do not bother cryptids cryptids aren't bothering you do not bother them all right and uh, before you get out of here though go to the galley see chef he has a wonderful meal for you and as always have a blessed day Welcome, my friends, to the galley. Well, it seems as if Captain and Amon went to the forest. Hmm. Hope they didn't bring us back anything wrong. Oh, no. No, I see here. Just venison. Yes. Okay. So today, it looks as if we are making venison stew. Hmm. Yes. I was nervous for a second, you know, with today's story and all. Mm. Anyway, today, venison stew. What we will need to make this delicious dish. And before I get started, understand, if you do not have venison, uh, beef will work just the same. Okay, now, one pound of venison dice with the sinew removed. That is a little silvery uh, tissue membrane looking thing. You will want to remove that. Yes. One tablespoon of olive oil. Two and a half cups of diced potatoes. I left the skin on. You don't have to. About mm, three or four medium potatoes will work. Two cups of diced carrots. One cup diced celery. One large onion diced. <sighs> Onions. Anyway, two garlic cloves minced. Two teaspoons of herbs de Provence. Now, you can make your own or you can find this. It may take a little hunting, but it is a very good herb combination. One teaspoon of salt. Three quarter teaspoon of black pepper you have need of one 15 ounce can of diced tomatoes or you can dice the tomatoes yourself four cups of unsalted beef stock or venison stock if you have it oh that would be great and you'll also need three to four dashes of worcestershire sauce hmm. now how do we prepare these venison stew this delicious meal. Now, first, make sure we dice the venison into bite-sized chunks. Being sure to remove, like I said, the silvery sinew tissue. Leaving it on only makes the meat tough. We don't want that. Then, we will add the olive oil 
to a large pot or Dutch oven if you have it and heat over a medium to high heat, okay? When the oil is nice and hot, we will allow the venison to saute for five to seven minutes or until the edges start to brown just nicely. Then remove the venison from the pot and set that aside. It will still, believe it or not, cook. While it is cooling off, the meat will still cook. Turn the heat down to a medium and add the potatoes, the carrots, the celery, and the onion. Allow the vegetables to saute also for about 8 to 10 minutes or until they begin to soften like we like it. Then, then we add the garlic, the herbs de Provence, the salt, the pepper, and cook for an additional minute before adding the tomatoes, the broth, and the Worcestershire sauce. Those must go in last, okay? Then, when all of this is, all of this goodness is in there, then we add the venison back to the pot, stirring well and bringing the stew to a boil. Once the boil is reached, turn the heat to low, and then we do what is right for a stew. We let it simmer for one to two hours. That's the whole point. It is needing to stew. It is in the name. <laughs> or until the venison is nice and tender for you. Okay, now, once this is completed, serve it hot. It is amazing with crusty bread. Oh, okay. Well, now, you go do as you do. Create this meal at home. Make it. Let me know how you do. Until I have another wonderful meal for you. Remember the story. I really hope there is no telepole in this venison. Mm. And as always, enjoy. My friends, we are here and I want to thank you for coming out here on this voyage with me. Thank you for doing what you do and giving me the time to get to this point. I want you to join me in thanking Art by Chalet. I want to also join me in thanking those who create the sound effects and music on freesound.org and Free Music Archive. I want you to share this journey with your family and friends so that way they can be blessed just as you are. If you want to leave a comment or a review so others can learn about this voyage, please do so wherever you can. All other ways to support and contact me will be in the show notes. So please go there, check it out, and do what you do best and be you. Again, thank you. And until next time, have a blessed day.